Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so excited to share that this episode is brought to you by our friends at Motto. Motto is the new no-nonsense hookup app for gay and queer people. Hookup apps have been a staple in queer culture, but they also come with bullshit, headless torsos, blank profiles, catfishing, and endless scrolling of the grid for hours. We've all been there. No more headless torsos. Your body is looking good, but we think bodies with faces are even sexier. Every photo on Motto has a face. No exceptions. Get Motto today by going to tinyurl.com slash mottoblocktalk or visit the link in my link tree in my bio. Motto, gain queer hookups without the nonsense. And as always, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. If you're a woman, be prepared to get booted early from Survivor. If you sit out at challenges, be prepared to get booted early from Survivor. If you're cuckoo for coconuts, then you're golden. And we got some crazies this season. It's time to talk all things Survivor 44, the birdcage. And joining me is someone who will gladly sit out of the challenge known as making sure I don't go cuckoo in my reality known as life. It's Dan. How are you? (laughs) Good. How are you? I am also cuckoo for coconuts. I love a good coconut um yeah um i'm i i don't know i was like i'll never get on the show but i'm a little crazy so maybe i do have hope i mean that they seem to pick the people who you wonder what drew them to them like there's something off so i i totally get what you're saying there's definitely something. Carolyn is not a real human. I'm sorry. This is not oh my a God, real I love human. Her. Humans don't interact that way. Yeah, but she also has a history of addiction. And I think that's like what we're seeing sort of play out as she's, I don't know how you're far right. out she you're is, right. but I think she's just kooky in sort of like a fun way. But I do feel bad for the hate that she's getting because I think it's kind of fucked up. Yeah, well, I don't really do the socials, so I'm not sure what's being said about her, but I think she is fantastic television. I'm enjoying her. I would just never want to play with her. I get that. I totally get that. She's so entertaining to watch. I will say just for context on um, what kind of hate she's getting, she was saying that she really wants to respond to all of the fan DMs she's getting, so she's making a conscious effort of looking at them, and a lot of them are like calling her a crackhead. And so that's kind of the extent of it. Well, she's like, stop nice. calling me a crackhead because I want to actually go through what I'm getting messages on. Yeah. Um, I didn't call her crackhead, but uh, um, I call her cuckoo for coconuts. You sure did. And Jam she's Jam Jam Jam's cuckoo for coconuts too. I was going to say, she's just not crazy. the only one. Yeah. I like him. Well, let's dive in. And as, as we go through, we're going to find out how you've been feeling about the season. But Tika is back at camp, and Sarah is so happy to be home. Jam Jam will give her a hug because he knows she's shaking in her proverbial boots. Carson will tell the crew that he didn't trust Helen, and I'm like, editors, what did you keep from us? I don't understand this switcheroo. Did you understand the switcheroo? No. Something's fishy. 
Something's fishy. Well, Carson pulled off his first blind signed. It was terrifying, but exciting. Probably like how it'll be when he bottoms for the first time. I mean, now that he's bulked up that body, like. Mm-hmm. Well, he was relieved to see Helen leave as he was anxious waiting for the result, knowing his ass wanted to just spill the beans. He tapped into his chaotic side. He was working with Jam Jen Carolyn, but knows he has to smooth things over with Sarah, which in a way is a dangerous move. Or is it? What would you do if you just blindsided basically two people? Do you cut them, cut the cord? Do you be like, okay, let's try to make sure everything's okay? I'm I'm still trying to move past the fact that you went from a Carson bottoming reference to ass and beans and like completely conflicted. Anyway, um listen, I, I am a writer. There are things that I do deliberately. You're welcome. Um I don't know. I don't know. Well, before he can do so, Sarah will try to cover her own ass by saying that it might have been perceived that she and Helen were BFFs, but the totes were not BFFs. Sarah does not believe that the vote was, was not against her, but she'll go with the kumbaya vibes for the moment. Now, Carson's going to go for a walk with her and allow her to check in with her, as he will also tell her that he sees him working with her. She will play it cool and say that his word carries slightly less weight. And I was like, you know what, Sarah? You have a very cool head right now, and I admire you saying what you said. I would have said, you fucking asshole. I think you would have been but well I, within your rights. Yeah, just just like it's taking me, well, it's still, it's about a week, and I still haven't said anything to my um, former home bar about um, the bullshit they just pulled on me. Oh, I'm excited for the tea. Oh, honey, it will come <laughs> when it is ready. But like I said, I'm not burning bridges right now. I'm keeping it cool, calm, and collected until I have to make my own statement. But we will get there. Oh, baby, we will get there. Listeners, get ready. Anyway, Sarah knows she, that Carson is a dangerous player. He is trusted. He's a cute little nerd. But out of the three of them left, Sarah does trust Carson the most which speaks to how dangerous Carson is. That's crazy. I mean, when you think about, um, what's her name? Uh, Marianne, the one who won, I don't know, it, was, mm-hmm. it wasn't last season because I was a gambler, but right. she was also sort of fitting that aesthetic of like cute, kind of dorky, endearing. Carson has a little bit of like Yes a, and a no. She, side, she almost like, was like the... Basically, like if you put Carson and Jam Jam together, you would get um, Marianne because you got the good game player mind, but you also got the quirky character. Yes, that's true. That's an extra layer. I agree with that. But I do think that those types of personalities are oftentimes perceived as harmless or like easier to like. As somebody who's now, guarded. meanwhile, if if you went out there, uh, you you would not be perceived as harmless or easy to like. They would be like, "Oh my god, this is a threat! Look at Superman over here." <laughs> yeah, I do my Superman shirt. I also think because I'm not always super outgoing right away, I'm sort of like analytical. Like, what what is the situation? Mm-hmm. Who are these people? Like, I don't just open up right away. That would probably be to my detriment. 
No, li- listeners, that is code for Dan hates you. That's what it is. That's that's, that's <laughs> Now we're gonna watch Jam Jam and Carolyn hug it out as they manage to get Carson to fulfill his promise. And Carolyn made it another date, and she still has her idol. Yes, Carolyn, you're playing Survivor with two different shoes. How many shoes can you bring with you to Survivor? And how does she manage to not wear the same ones? I don't know. I, I'm actually really curious about like what they tell them they can and can't pack. Because um, I've heard yeah. that they're told what specific outfits they're going to wear. Yeah, but you I don't know literally have to take there. photos of the of your of the clothes that you're planning on bringing and send it mm-hmm. to them. Um, I think you also have to get approved for Ponderosa um, outfits and, and jury looks as well. You're yeah, very, very specific. You're very specifically told what you can and can't wear, um, and and what is perceived as a cheating mechanism. I remember um, PG when she came back. Um, she had her jewelry that she made that had like a fishing hook on it, and had no fucking idea because they thought it was actual jewelry. But she had fishing supplies with her. She smuggled in. <laughs> I love that. Really, I know and- CBS does that with Big Brother too, so that that makes sense. I mean, they want right. to make people fit the role they cast them for. It's true. Now the sun has rose, so let's see how Team Orange is doing. Um, for those who go by a tribe name, that is Ratu. Uh, it's time for the morning ritual of singing the national anthem of Canada. We are going to hear Kane's rendition of O Canada, and I would like to thank Survivor for teaching me the lyrics, because anytime they try to do it on Canada's Drag Race, these bitches fuck it up and make their own song. I would rather have heard the Canada's Drag Race version, because I, I think it was how I came into it. I turned it on a couple minutes late, and like that's, as you mentioned, the beginning of that, like towards the beginning of the episode. So I was like, what the hell is going on? So it just like perplexed me coming right into that. And I was like, is he Canadian? Like, what is the significance? What did you think of his rendition? Do you think he'll get a recording contract? I mean, didn't William Hong get a recording contract? So, I mean, facts are facts. Uh, speaking of listeners, um, I just came back from Nashville. I have decided I am going to be the next country superstar. Get ready, y'all. Um, would you like to know what my um, name will be? Because I'm going to go with a country name. Yeah, I'd like to know the name and the name of your album. Um, I don't have an uh, uh, album name yet, but it might just be the self-titled titled album because uh, I will be going by Daddy Yeehaw. <laughs> wow, wow. You just rolled your eyes and said it was stupid. <laughs> I win, friends. I win. now i think this is a cute moment as this is going to give us a little bit of an interesting insight on the character that is kane uh because we don't really know much about kane besides he pissed off brandon yeah we're gonna now watch his nerdy ass play with that fucking party city plastic store that jeff calls an immunity idol um i kind of like that and i feel like it's fun and be honest if you had that what would you do with it on the island I would be like, are you bitches conspiring against me? I will stab you. And then I get votes. Like, I would get the votes the way I wanted. Listen, I get it. It's boring out there, but this kid is playing with a fucking plastic sword. It yeah. is. I mean, he... you have nothing else to do. You might as well find thrills where you can. That's like, 
stupid ass Matthew climbing up the rock. Right. Uh, we're going to learn that Kane is all things RPG. He plays Dungeons and Dragons and has been a dungeon master for four years. Can you relate to that? No. <laughs> no, I cannot. Do you think this was a plug um, for Survivor in D&D because it was a subtle tie-in to the new movie coming out? I didn't make that connection, actually, um, but it could very well have been. I don't even think it's the same company, but I was like, why are we talking about Dungeons and Dragons on Survivor? This makes zero sense. It is convenient. Um, do you think Kane is able to win Dungeons and Dragons? I mean, oh, with your choreography? Yeah. All right. Well, Kane wants to be the hero to people, and that is ultimately the storyline to watch right now. Will Kane slay the giant? We will find out soon. For now, Brandon is determined to come back with some fish as they have had a very short list of food thus far. Is he a fisherman? Nah, he is in everything. And that made me like him even less. Now, Brandon thinks that not backing down breeds good character. He says growth comes from the edge of your comfort zone. And now we're going to learn about Brandon. He played for the Seattle Seahawks from 2015 to 2018. He will tell us this because he has been boxed in as an athlete. And I was like starting to vom when he kept talking. What a rough fucking life to make millions as a fucking football player. Rough life, right? Oh, well, to then complain about it was sort of like salt in the wound. Right? Now, Brandon considers himself a renaissance man. He is a pilot. He plays piano and drums. He does magic tricks. He loves to snowboard. He is going to have his scuba diving license. Now, please note the video they showed um, with him saying he's getting a scuba license was the fact that he was flipping off a diving board into a pool, which has nothing to do with scuba diving, but go off. Um, he also cooks like a madman. Are you impressed by Brandon, the renaissance man? Um, am I impressed? No, but I did think he did well the first episode. Like, he came out of it in a good light. I just feel like, yeah, you're right. Everything we've seen up until now is fine. And then the show is like, we're going to make him look like this amazing person. But it made him look worse. Well, yeah, because a lot of it, too, is like, um, why are we supposed to like this? Like what is supposed right. to be? I'm sure there are people. There's people who are though, so I can't dispute now, the fact that it's, it probably landed somewhere. Brandon will return with a teeny tiny puny little fish, and I'm not sure if this was shade for the editors or if this was supposed to be like an empowerment to his storyline. Either way, I'm just saying to friends, I am not Brandon Cotton team. I'm not. I don't. I'm not. I'm, no, get him out of here. I'm gone. I'm done. He's not my favorite. I mean, I was telling you, I think before we jumped on this that i am in a survivor fantasy league Mm -hmm. and we the way it works is we have to like pick two people from each tribe and he's not somebody that i picked or really considered picking granted you pick them after the first episode so like i guess i shouldn't say i didn't consider he was you know among the people that i didn't consider in the top but yeah he's uh not a favorite but i don't dislike him so Brandon says that Survivor is all about taking risks as with no risk, there's no reward, which is a great segue to our next segment. Eating raw bugs. That is a risk because it may lead to a reward. 
literally. Now, Jamie will eat a raw bug. Would you eat a raw bug if it wasn't part of a challenge? Also, do you think the, the gross food challenges should return? Um, no, no, because they don't give them enough food as it is. But I guess on one hand, you're like, well, you're not getting food. Like, you should be hungry. Eat this. But I'm definitely not eating a bug. Also, it was worms. Like, they were not that big. So if I was going to eat a bug, my hope would be that, all right, this is something that'll hold me over. Like, that was a tiny, slimy worm like it it seems like the risk wasn't worth the reward now lauren says she will eat a bug if jamie eats a bug and while lauren is going to have to do it lauren thinks that jamie is high on life at all times which boosts morale for the tribe now it's lauren's time to eat the bug which is flipping and flopping in the shell but jamie is convinced it will die when it hits your stomach acid dr jamie in the house do you know if that is true or false and also, that means there's no chewing here. They're swallowing that thing whole. Yeah, I don't I don't know if that's true or false. I mean, my thought would be yes. Like, it's not, I don't know. It's a worm. Like, if it it's doesn't tiny, die, it's just like that. in your body. Right. Ugh. Like, just swimming around. Now, Lauren is out here to show her kids and students that you can take on any challenge and overcome it. Also, I did love Lauren's You Are My Sunshine shirt. It was very cute. I hope I would like to buy one. Where can I get one, Lauren? Now, remember that risk reward I was talking about? Well, Jamie ate a delicious earthworm with lots of proteins. So she's going to go on a hunt for more. And Miss Plant Lady will bring a house plant to the camp. And while looking for more plants and worms, Plant Lady and Plant Daddy Matthew will find some mud that Matthew points out. I was like, why? Well, Plant Lady will find the parchment, a.k.a. Immunity Idol. Wow! What a crazy hiding spot being by the well. Who would think that Survivor would put it right there out in the open? So, this is Brandon's replaced idol, and Jamie has it, right? Wrong. This was perfect for Matthew because the real truth is that Matthew has it. He created a decoy and re-hit it by the well. Now, Matthew's brilliant as he shares. He didn't intend to play an honest game. He will pull any trick out of his bag to win. Is he giving homosexuals a good name? No, but we are ruthless, and I appreciate that about him. <laughs> and I love the fact it was a plant for the plant lady. Seems fitting. Plant lady has been snowed by plant daddy, and she has no fucking idea. Um, plant daddy is in the power position. He controls their relationship. Um, like I said, I relate to him now, not only as a homosexual, but as a daddy, because I am daddy yeehaw, and I will be the next big country superstar. You're welcome. You heard it all. here first. <laughs> mm, yeehaw. All right, let's move over to our um, friends on Soka, which is the green team. They have a romance problem. Um, let's check in on uh, Franny and Matt. Franny will ask Matt that after this, can they go on a road trip? Now, Dan, I got to ask you, do you think this is a real thing? Or was this Franny's not so subtle way of saying that she wants to do the amazing race? Oh, no, I think it was a real thing. I mean, I would be like, why I want to go to a road trip. Hey, producers, put me on the amazing race. Right. Also, like they've put people on the amazing race that have been together like not that long so she could literally I'm just like, exactly oh, that's why i think it was like friend. a subtle cue being like hey i'm ready to do it if you want if you like and what you're seeing now 
Oh, you think she's like scouting for her next? Oh adventure. yeah, I, oh. she's got a partner ready to go. So it's perfect. Now back at camp, Claire will be like, "Ah, am I missing something? Or like, why are they so tight?" Danny's heart is warm that they're making a great friendship, and his heart is warmer because it puts a target straight on their backs. He's got a double warm heart. Um, they're just two nerdy people who just like to hang out and say tally ho. Um, do you consider yourself a nerd? Absolutely. I mean, I'm in a Superman shirt and glasses. Does your husband consider himself a nerd? No, he doesn't. So you do not just throw the word tally ho at each other? No, I'm more likely to throw that around. But I also think of Matilda. (laughs) When I hear that, like when Trunchbull <laughs> jumps over the thing, like who's in my house? Now, Claire thinks that they are a huge liability. So Danny will fist bump with Claire, Josh, and Heidi as they are the four. Danny wants little eyes on him because he has the hidden immunity item. We will get the flashback of him opening the birdcage and telling us about the silver coin that has no power. Again, this was debated last week, and I need to know what your opinion is. Last week, Carolyn said her immunity idol was the coin. Is that true or false? Or she thinks she has the right um, idol, but it's the wrong thing? Well, I think the um, the fake idols in each cage correspond with the real idols in other tribes' cages. So I think... So she... her coin might be actually her real idol, but not Danny's real idol. I think so. Like one of the coins is fake, one is real, because in each tribe, one of the fakes is one of the reals and the other one. So two tribes will have the same, while well, one tribe has a different. Um, no, I think I'm just going based off of what I saw on Twitter because somebody had, had called out that there's a potential okay. chance. Like, for I, to this get is messy, where I but... get confused as well. It's very, very confusing. Jeffrey, help mm-hmm. us out here. Anyway, Danny's plan is that he will eat the fake idol clue, wrap the actual idol clue with the silver coin, and put it back in the birdcage. We're going to watch stealth mode Danny go on Mission Impossible while Matt and co. have found breadfruit. And if you told me production planted that on the tree, I would believe you. He, like, just took it off like it wasn't even attached. Weird editing. Weird editing. I like Danny. So why, I'm here for it. Why is this plot line important? Well, it's because he is going to try to get someone to find the key to find the fake idol in order to get the rumors off of him. We will see a tribe hunt for the key, and Heidi is going crazy. Where can it be? She is staring at it. Danny will subtly be like, you should reach into trees, but Matt is not here for no snakes if they are alive. Um... Danny will mock the tribe for their weak searching skills as he put it in the most obvious spot. Cue Matt finding it. Matt will say that he didn't find it to Danny, but he's got the second fiddle key as he opens the cage and gets his fake immunity idol, even though he thinks it's the real one. Poor nerd. Poor nerd. If you're a nerd, that would happen to you, wouldn't it? Just because I'm a nerd. (laughs) Yeah, just because you're a nerd. Obviously, nerds get thrown into lockers and they get um, fake immunity idols. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's giving, like, glee meets survivor. Uh Uh-huh. Now, when Danny realizes that Matt does, in fact, have it, he is so giddy with that smile. Production loves him. I mean, Jeff literally has been calling him Little Tony, so there's that. Oh, he has been? 
I can see that yeah. with the whole sort of like Jeff rolling. Hussey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, he stole your name. Do you support him? So far, I do. I think that's an important, important clarification to make because I don't know what the rest of the season holds. But so sure, far, I so. do. I also hope that he continues to keep his shirt off. Um, and then, like, he lives think, in the Bronx. Go fucking find him. I'm sure he'll hang out with you. I mean, I don't know if he's still in the Bronx because I feel like once you get on the show, you like set yourself up for bigger Mike things. is still in Hoboken. Really? Yeah, he's still in Hoboken. All right. Well, Danny has the plan to tell the tribe that he saw Matt put something in his pocket, and Matt is like, "I didn't find anything," and he's just a terrible liar. This this kid is just. Oh, he's terrible. He's terrible at this game. I mean, he doesn't even know he's terrible at it, which is no, he doesn't. <laughs> terrible. Now, when Josh terrible. walks away, he, he will tell Danny. Um, I kind of feel bad for how much he's being terribly played here, but like, it's great as a, wa- a viewer to watch him be like completely fucked over. If, oh, if you got yeah. this fucked over and watching it back, would you feel pain or would you just laugh at the situation? I think you have to laugh at it. I mean, I also like you agree to come on a show that you most people have watched. You know you're potentially going to get lied to. You know you're going to get backstabbed. So it comes with the territory. It's like I don't know if you watch Traders, but like real quick segue, people were kind of bitter at the ending of Traders, and I was like, why Which did you come on the show? You want me to talk about? Are you talking about I've the UK traders, the Australian traders, or or the American traders? Because um, that's the order: UK, Australian, and US. Boom. Yeah. So I was talking about US, but I also have watched all three, so we could definitely like talk about that. Oh my god! Listen, vegan Aaron, he's gotta like it up the butt. I'm telling you, he has to. He has to. The amount of drag shows that man has gone to, he's gotta mm. be homosexual. He's gotta be on our tribe, and I would not be mad at it. I could see that. I was going to ask, who did you, who is your favorite host out of the three traders? There's literally only one answer. And it's who I would potentially do as my second option for Snatch Game. It's Claudia Winkleman. Okay, that's what I was hoping you were saying. Are you kidding me? She would be the best Snatch Game character. You wear a fucking giant um, turtleneck, and then you have the crazy bangs but each time you get the camera on you it goes further down and further down and can't you can't see it's a perfect snatch game character i don't know why it no one's done it yet um but she's and my like, alternate my first choice would be um alan carr okay both solid options uh, right alan carr would be tough though because there's a chance that alan would be judging you if you're good at it, he would laugh his ass off because he loves the mockery. He, that's what he does. This is his shtick. Right. Listen, listen, friends, if you want us to talk about the traders, I am more than happy to do an entire podcast talking about the three iterations of the traders. Um, maybe even talking about the Spanish one, too. I haven't watched it yet, but it's out there. Oh, is it on Peacock? I don't know if it's on Peacock, but it's definitely okay. out there. Okay. Anyway. So Matt is now forced to tell Josh. He thinks this makes Matt and Franny no longer the targets, which is a good thing and a bad thing. But Franny is happy Matt has the idol, but she thinks the worst people know about it, which is the team. Danny will tell Heidi that Matt has the idol in order to get people off his tail and put a target on Matt. 
do you think Danny is playing this just perfectly? Is this just brilliant strategy or are these people that dumb? I don't know. I did question whether or not he should have called, like he should have brought to, I forget who was talking to Matt when he mentioned that I saw him put something in his pocket. I, I was questioning like, did you need to make that move or could you have held on to that till later? Um, I don't think it was a bad move by any means, but I wondered how that could have been played potentially down the line. I don't think he's playing it bad. I just wondered, like, would it have been more impactful if you saved that for later? I think this was a very, very smart move because I think you're right. You don't know what's going to happen down the line. We now know that there's not going to be another idol placed back into the birdcage. So once the birdcage thing is done, it's done, which means... Danny's played this very well. Like no one knows he has it and no one is going mm-hmm. to know he has it, which is brilliant. It just means if he has to use it coming up, he's going to be lying to a lot of people, which could be detrimental come merge. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, the way that he handled, you know, getting his idol, putting the fake one in was very seamless. And then with the editing, of carolyn's handling of hers i thought it was hilarious and i felt so anxious for her it's 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 wild it really really is wild this twist and i hate to say it it's a good twist and jeffrey you're probably going to do another version of it next season i know it i know you i know what you're going to do i'm sure if it works once we'll do it at least twice all right let's go check back in with the twink and the crazies Carolyn and Jam Jam are the official odd couple. Uh, expect that show on CBS next fall. I'd watch that. I, I, too, I, I agree. She will tell Jam Jam that he snores like a monster. She gets so pissed at him, especially if he gets up and smiles at her while she should be sleeping. Jam Jam knows that he snores as his husband tells him, but he didn't think he snored on the island and he is terrified because people get voted off for snoring. But Carolyn ensures him that she wouldn't do that. But would you, Dan? Um, I wouldn't not do it. I just don't know when I would do it. <laughs> Are you the snorer in the family or is your husband? Actually, you know, it's funny. So I don't consider myself a snorer, but like if I've been drinking or like when the seasons change and my sinuses are all screwy, then I snore. And like Billy will sometimes like snore literally today. Eat. Yeah, well, that's true. The, the weather's been nuts. Um, so it, I'm sure that it's only a matter of time before my sinuses are like, girl, you in danger. But for now, uh, we each just complain when the other person snores and act like we're not the one who snores. Right, right, right. Um, so you would you would vote him out. Yeah, but he would probably vote me out first. He's he's much more into like I want to be on Survivor. He's more cutthroat. I would probably not even make it emerge if he had his way. <laughs> now, remember when Sarah was not here for the Kumbaya, Kumbaya tribe? Well, now she's here for the laughter in the tribe. She thinks it's healthy. I mean, laughter is the best medicine. Cue the Baywatch Jam Jam moment. They're bored. That's what we learned this episode. People are bored on Survivor. You either play with a plastic sword. Or you do Baywatch. I'm here for it. I would I would be stupid and silly. Because it gets people to like you. You can't vote someone out you like, right? Also, like, if you're finding games, or, like, to your point, 
silly things to do that are occupying your time with someone. You're like, well, how am I going to do that by myself? Or like you said, you if you like the person. believe yeah. if I were on Big Brother or I were on Survivor, I would bring Block Talk to the island. Like there would be the at Survivor edition of the show. That's fun. So you'd have like a coconut and you'd have like people. Absolutely. Yeah, it would be so fun. Now, Sarah knows that she has a lot more weighing on her. Carson does not want to go to tribal anymore and hopes they can remain a four. Sarah says that the odds are that they will go at least once in the next three. This is probably an important plot line for an episode or two line. So keep that in mind, friends, as you watch, because I have a feeling this foursome is going to be a threesome soon. But Sarah believes their tribe is so weak that it needs to be a challenge that caters to their sweet little Tika skills, like laughing. They would win that. Can a miracle happen, or do you think Sarah's a goner? Um, I don't think she's a goner. I feel like she could play this well. She seems savvy to what's going on, so I don't, I don't think she's out of it yet. I, I have this weird feeling that if she is going to stay, it's going to be because she uses the shot in the dark, and I'm going to be fucking furious that thing works again. I'm just annoyed that the the first time we see it work was for a tribal that each person who used it didn't even need to use it. Correct. And Jeff just feels like, like it worked. And we're like, no, it didn't really work, but you want to pretend no. it worked. Right. It was, it was lame. Like it worked, but it was lame. All right. We got our first immunity challenge uh, of the episode. The only immunity challenge of the episode the only challenge of the episode but first orange and green getting their first look of purple hell voted out and well limited reactions except for the women who are like i see a trend starting we're doing it again I, we were doing so well on this show were we, we, we why why are we doing this to the women again i don't know is it, the, is it the six person tri- three tribe format do we need to cut it completely i'm here for it I don't want it anymore. Give me two to the nine. Yeah, I would be fine with that. Or even like, um, I don't know. There's other ways you can mix it up. Like if it's not three, like you could do two and then transition to three. I think there's fun ways that you could sort of build it out. So there's It's the fourth straight season where we've had three in this format. And I'm just like, no more. I don't want to do it anymore. Because you don't, because it is skewed toward the weaker perceived person, which is unfortunately in this world, the women. And it's not fair. Like easily Brandon could go home in a nine person tribe because you're not relying on his strength. Danny could go home in a nine person tribe because you're not relying on his strength. I want that. Let's do that. But Jeff Tell loves Jeff. his alpha males. He loves his Tell alpha males. He sure does. And you, you can almost kind of get a sense of who's going to win a season. And he's like, oh, it's a great winner. It's a great season. Like, okay. Now we'll reclaim the immunity idols and be like, who broke the fucking sword? Well, Jeff, it's junk. So shut your mouth. Go back to Party City and buy a new one. <laughs> in this challenge, they will dive into the ocean and swim to a huge cube in which they have to roll to two large poles to get keys. When they get the keys, they have to dig under a log and unlock the puzzle platform where they'll stack four colored blocks, making sure there are no repeating colors. First two tribes are safe from the vote. The winning tribe gets a large survivor toolkit and a huge platter of fruit. Second tribe gets a smaller toolkit and a smaller platter of fruit. 
Losers go to tribal. Um, uh, it's not a toolkit when it's a fucking hammer and nails. It's not a toolkit. Single item. It's, it's literally hammer and nails. Now, Soka will sit out two players, and Jeff is like, will Claire compete? Nope. Heidi's out, Claire is sitting out for the third straight challenge. We're going to discuss this part because this is kind of important. Mm. I want to discuss this as Jeff has claimed the rule has changed, but in the past, you could not sit out back-to-back challenges. Jeff says that this was when there would be a reward and immunity, and it was part of the choice of which was more important to sit out, the weaker player. I call bullshit. The fact that this rule will help cause the downfall of a very smart player using this as strategy, next season, I guarantee you, we will no longer see this as an option. You will not be able to sit out multiple challenges back to back. Yeah, you can't I can't fault imagine. Claire for this. This this was an actually a smart plan, especially in the world of Big Brother, where you don't do anything and you you're safe to do nothing. I, I just don't understand where, why this changed. I I don't understand the change either, but I do disagree with you that I don't think it was a smart plan, especially not at this point because she sat out enough that granted there's sort of that like oh well i'm helping the team angle and they're agreeing to let her sit out but i think at a certain point the optics of you sitting out like you're not sandra you haven't proven you haven't earned your stripes yet that you should be she there did so it on her original season where she would be the go-to sit out she earned sandra? nothing that first season yeah yeah and she won but like claire hasn't gotten that reputation and to come into this as sort of nobody like it it works it's for a real it's a great idea of anybody but me because you can't place blame on me if i did nothing wrong true but then you also didn't contribute so that's an easy angle and, and that's too. part of the, the the question here is like going backwards like did she make the decision in the first episode in the second episode or was it the tribe who decided it was the right move um so it's it's a really tricky situation i just think jeff is trying to cover his ass um by saying the rule change because it, it, it's stupid it's not not fair jeffrey not fair ratu is going to sit out lauren uh which means matt and his shoulder will compete again what are doctor's orders on this show do they matter or do you just do whatever the fuck you want yeah i'm i mean with the amount of people that were medevaced or needed medical so early on i am surprised that he's still there in the shape that he's in how would you do in this challenge? What what role would you want to take on? Um, well, I can't dive, but I know that there's other people who, who can't. So, like, I would probably want to be more involved in the physical aspect because puzzles are hit or miss. And, I, like, you either know it or you don't. And then you, you typically it's at the end. So, like, you're the, the person who either was sinking our team or uplifting the team whereas if you're right. kind of in the middle of the challenge you kind of get a little bit of a buffer on both ends. all right well this challenge starts and these fuckers are diving into the water like it's a 12 feet deep pool and when in reality they could just stand i was like what are you doing why why are you making it look like this is the deep deep ocean you were literally getting in and standing um also i'd be too freaked out that i'd hit the bottom of the, the uh, ocean but whatever that cube looked a lot easier to roll but also matthew and his arm trying to flip that key what a dummy what, what was what was he doing well we know that he doesn't 
think everything through. Hence, no. the fact that he got that injury. We're going to see Danny get the keys and Carolyn. Now, Matthew and Danny are clearly very short men. Is Carolyn the tallest in her tribe, or do the others just not want to do it? What do we pick to have her be the, the key getter? She must be the tallest, because you're right. That is a weird pick. I, I don't understand why you'd pick her. I mean, this she is was a short tall. season, right? Yeah. They are very, very short. Yeah, they are. Um, she also was the one who like was doing the ring. Um, like right. the I, I think that must be because she is one of the taller ones. But again, it was Danny and Matthew who are definitely like I'm I'm fairly certain if Brandon Cotton is six two, Matthew has to be five five or five six when they stood next to each other. I was like, whoa, those are that's a giant and a baby. <laughs> now it's a pretty even match until green and purple run into each other. And but once on land, we will see them dig, 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 diggity dig. And I have a question. Jeff will note that Jam Jam is running up to the beach before Carolyn gets the key. Is that allowed? Doesn't she have to get the key before the tribe can move on? Why not everyone just start going as she's working then? Like, I smell a flaw and I think I found a rule break. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it must not be against the rules because they would have done something to... Then why Gotta not everybody like just run once you get hit the sand, run all the way up and to the next spot? Why do you have to wait then? It's very, very interesting. Um, Jeffrey, can I have the rule book, please? I'll read it. I will. I'll read it. Now Matthew's gonna have some shoulder issues as he's digging the sand. And I'm like, you did that. You did that to yourself, man. I don't care if you snowed plant lady, you did this to yourself. Now Danny's gonna get through first and help us drive through. Jamie will um, go belly up, get her tribe out. And my baby twin Carson will go through first for purple. But then Jam Jam needs to be pulled out. And I have a new nickname for Jam Jam. Would you like me to tell you what Jam Jam's new nickname is? Oh, boy. What is it? Winnie the Pooh. You're so messed up. It's like when Winnie the Pooh gets stuck in the tree, that's exactly what Jam Jam was giving me. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, usually he's looking for honey in the tree and they have to pull him out. Exactly. Um, the battle is on with the puzzle. We got Franny and Matt for green, Matthew and Kane for orange, purple has Jam Jam and Carson. Now, this is a classic survivor puzzle, and it's the classic battle of let's cheat off of the others. Do you think this is fair? Should there have been barriers? I know, again, Jeffrey has some opinions on this. Uh, I feel like there doesn't need to be barriers, but I would knock mine down. Like, I would pull a Michelle Fitz kick number and it would be done they, they do it on the challenge all the time like it, it doesn't sh- need they to be knocked it over i don't know yeah. what they're doing and then because ratu will people... win yeah go ahead sorry i was just gonna say even when i i was sitting on the bench watching the other teams look at ours i would have knocked it over then or i yeah. would have like spun it around Matt will go study the puzzle. Carson and Jam Jam will follow. This was so ridiculous, and Jeff defending this was so blasphemous. He switches its opinions every fucking season. It's really a matter of like how he feels in the moment. Tika will get second and save. Soka is going to their first tribal this season. Now, Kane is going to be asked to be knighted and will get his sword back. Carolyn will get his shield, and I'm convinced that lady is going to use it to sled down the sand and go into the ocean and use it as a boogie board. I would watch that. She would have a great time. Could you imagine if there was a, a immunity idol that was a boogie board? At least you'd have fun out there. 
Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, as a reminder, Matt has no vote, but he is willing to play his idol, which will do nothing but give us good entertainment. Now I can't. Danny will ask if anyone has feelings, if they could have done better. Um, he, I was fully expecting him to scream at someone because that's what straight men do, but no, no. He was encouraging them that they did the best they could do. Franny is visibly upset as she was on the puzzle and is taking it to heart. Now, as she is soaking it up in the water, Danny and Josh will chat about how they keep the tribe strongest. They feel that Heidi and Franny are both athletic, so that means Claire. She hasn't played a challenge, so she hasn't built up the camaraderie. It's simple. She is useless to them. So Danny and Claire go on a walk where she will say that she felt bad sitting out, but it was for the best. In her mind, Matt is going home. But for Danny, the plan is Claire is out with Claire thinking it's Matt. Danny will spread the word, and when you have Franny start to get resentful that Claire is not getting dirty and exhausted every challenge, she walks back clean, and that's not fair. But that's Survivor. That's the game. You do what's the best for the tribe. Josh thinks Claire is an easy vote, and it's in his best interest to keep Matt and Franny and not go against them. Josh will tell Matt that he can save his idol if they poke out Claire now. But Claire is here to save her butt, so she's talking to Franny to put their heads together and take Matt out, as he has no vote and he cannot do the shot in the dark. But Franny wants to work with Claire strategically, but knows that if she does vote her out, she might be up a creek without a paddle when she's gone. So she now wants to keep Matt and Claire, and will tell Claire that Matt is predictable and malleable to, sit to whatever they see. With Josh, he is unpredictable and do not have an open relationship. Franny wants to get Claire and Heidi to get Josh out. And I was like, that's not going to work because we have not learned this fucking thing, single thing about Josh. Josh mm -hmm. is staying. We can yeah, we, there we know no what's way. happening. Yep. I don't even know what Josh does. Besides we all don't. We all don't. Now, Franny's going to learn from Matt that Josh and Danny are targeting her. And, uh, uh, Claire's going to learn from that they're targeting her. And she's insulted that they think they're smart enough to pull one over on her. Um, she's going to regret that line. Claire is definitely going to regret that line watching that back. But Claire doesn't think Danny has brains in his head and doesn't think he's a threat, which we know is false. But she too does not trust Josh, which does not bode well for him. So it's time to pull Heidi in as they need her. So is Heidi with Josh, who is reminded by her that they only need three votes. Heidi is a linchpin, and if she's willing, it's an easy go. Would you want to be a, a swing vote? Um, yeah, I think that's the spot to be because you're really making the call but then you also are drawing a line in the sand so that's Literally. kind of bittersweet so yes if push came to shove i'd want to be in that position versus on the wrong side but or or if you're sarah lacina and use the power um getting to your head then you just become the one that's good gets the merge vote and you're booted out when you could have won the first time ah uh, good times good mm. times so let's see Claire put the waterworks in play as she will plead to Heidi, telling her that her life in the game is in her hands. Almost instantly, Heidi puts her face in her hands and tells Claire that she has to think about it. And Claire's like, excuse me, bitch, you got to think about it. Heidi will try to play it off that she doesn't think it's only her, which I'm pretty sure that Claire knew was going to be her death warrant. I think she knew that when Heidi was not willing to even commit to it in that moment, she was gone. It was the decision. It was done. Yeah. I mean, that was a tell for sure. 
Now, Claire knows that she will have to make a game time decision whether she will play her shot in the dark. But first, Heidi will relay the news about Josh to Danny as she knows this. she is in the middle now. She's in the swing vote. Heidi knows that everyone but Danny wants Josh out, but Danny is her number one, so that's where she's going to be sticking. So Franny's going to be roped into the conversation. She will state that Claire not being in the challenges is fixable. Josh being suspicious is not fixable, which is the point. But was she going in too strong? Because now she's basically told Danny her feelings for Josh. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say if it's too strong because like uh, optics wise, yes. But when you're there, I'm trying to like put my shoe on the sure, other foot. Sure. You're like, this could be my last chance. So I don't know if it's to say like too strong is really too strong when you're like, this is my only chance to be strong, if that makes sense. It, it's really, it was interesting to see Franny go as hard as she did for Claire. Mm-hmm. Heidi says she has not decided it will come down to her. Both Danny and Franny tell her that they will not go against her. So there was that. So I'm pretty sure at this moment in time in the editing, Franny was already decided that she had to get rid of Claire. Heidi needs to know what is best for her game. She has not talked much strategy with Josh and Claire, who will request a hug from her, are a bit more aligned, but they may not win challenges with her present. The game is cutthroat. Heidi is in it to win it and win it for her family. Who knew Heidi was going to be a central character in this episode? Because again, another person we barely know anything about. They do good with that now. The people you don't know a lot about are either people who are going to go far or they're just like, you're not going to know anything and they're gone quick. Yep. All right. We got to talk about the gargoyle in the room. That monster was creepy. We're really leaning into this medieval castle vibe in the middle of Fiji. Um, Can we just please have a theme title like Survivor, Jeff's Castle of Mystery? Ooh. I would have liked the theme title. I liked the, like, Winners at War made sense with sort of like the war esque. um, I think it was like, cannons and I want, I, um, I want something yeah. Survivor 44 sucks that's a stupid name and I'm sure that there's plenty of people on the creative team that could have came up with the Muslim name so it's like not for a lack of trying you want to make it stupid just just go on social media and let the fans create names and steal one there you go the fans will do it for you you don't have to do the hard work yeah, even better. And then you get to let them feel like they were a part of it. Exactly. Well, it's ritual time. Get fire, baby. I love that three episodes in and we have a new tribe going to travel each week. I live for that. We live for variety because of the spice of life and it makes the show feel like it's actually got some options. And you, It's not a decided end game right now. I like that. I, like that. I agree with you. It definitely keeps things more engaging. Otherwise, you're like, all right, well, I kind of see how this is going because I saw what the dynamic was two episodes ago or an episode ago. Claire is nerding out that she got fire and the magic of Survivor is in fact real. Jeff has magic words. Jeff will tell Josh that Tribal is that gargoyle and ask if he felt that coming back at camp. I would have then asked Jeff why the gar- gargoyle is there and how that has anything to do with Fiji. Now, listeners, if you tell me that th- there are Fijian gargoyles, I want to learn about it. I like learning about things. That's why I like watching the international seasons of Drag Race, because you learn a lot of things that you didn't know. Did you know that Audrey Hepburn is Belgium? I didn't. I didn't know that. Right? I would not have even thought that. They just did a night of a thousand Audrey Hepburns on Drag Race Belgique. Crazy. 
And I also didn't know that her citizenship is UK. I thought she was a fucking American. I'm an ignorant asshole. I apparently am too, because I thought the same thing. Uh, now, what Josh will say is the tension was on as tribal was looming. There was going to be people going off strategy talking as this was now something they weren't used to. But Claire will smile and say that this was not their first day they were playing. It wasn't their first time looking at each other with targets. She believes that people have been thinking about it for a while. And by it, she means her. So are you are you fairly certain that she was targeted since day one to be the sit out and be the easy vote? Or is she projecting? I think she's projecting. I didn't get that vibe. Granny says they can pretend they were a big happy family, but none of them have forgotten what they're there to do. She relates it to a sick merry-go-round where every name will be said, you just don't want it to land on yours. But Heidi will say that she thinks it could be anybody and it would be foolish to not look at all the options to see what is best for their game. Matt has played through so many scenarios. It's what they're all doing. And here we go with Jeff reminding Claire that she has sat out every immunity challenge and the tribe concurs that it is a tribe decision. Is she concerned that it's fingers pointing at her that she doesn't contribute? Yes, she is concerned. She came to play the game she loves, but every time she swallowed her pride and put aside her chance to prove herself as she put the team before herself. Dan, do you buy it? I mean... You got to work that angle somehow because that's all you got. So I don't buy it, but I appreciate the effort. I kind of do buy it. Again, really? if, we, if we're being told that it was a tribe decision, I'm not going to, if five people are like, yeah, you can sit out again. It's probably the best idea. I'm not going to fight them and say, like, no, I can do better and then bomb it and then be the target. I'd rather be like, fine, if you agree that I'm not the one to do it, my fight would then be like, we could have done better if you put me in, but you didn't want me there. That makes sense. I guess I would like to see more of the conversation about who's going to sit out. Because usually it's like, well, you got to sit somebody out and she is announced right. as that person. Because it could be that she's like, oh, I'll sit out. And then they're just like, well, nobody else wants to sit out. I think the last episode we kind of did, which obviously was the precursor for this episode, mm-hmm. of knowing what the result was going to be. Now, Claire will say that she trusts them all in the moment, and it stinks to hear them say that they value tribe strength when they didn't even give her a chance to show them what she's made of. So Danny says her concerns are accurate, but Claire says it's easy to say that whoever is putting their neck on the line are stepping but stepping up, but questions of brute force strength really what the tribe strength is. She says tribe strength is trusting each other and not harming the tribe in the future. Heidi will agree with the statement. Strength may be the best swimmer. Maybe not. Franny will try to mend fences, even though there's no jury vote to be had in this moment, uh, because Claire would have crushed any challenge should she have been in there. And thus, this is a lot more complicated than Claire's on the chopping block because she sat out challenges. Franny will continue on to say that you can't think so myopically about this one vote. They have to zoom out and look at the long game. She's very smart, isn't she? She's definitely smart in this moment. I feel like you can only be smart for so long before somebody picks picks out like what your angle is. Like we see it because we're the viewers, but it's only a matter of time before the tribe picks up on that. Because like she's got her main character moment this episode, so we'll see how that plays out further down the line. Do you think she's blinded by love? I don't know about that. To you? 
I don't know. I don't know. She because in tribal she's this really smart player. Then we see her on the beach. We're like, oh no no no, she is playing herself. I I would love this like aha moment for her somewhere down the line where she's like, okay, cool. I was doing this to get further in the game and sort of build up allies. Because then I'd be like, okay, cool, that makes sense. This sort of like, okay, fine. So you're telling me you want Jeff to say she voted out her island boyfriend. I would be very much into that. I'd be like, oh, that's that's a gag. I I would too. That'd be cool. Um, especially because apparently she might be also um, part of our tribe a little bit. She might be a queer woman, but who knows? You can still like men. No problem there. True. True. There's many options. Mm-hmm. Matt says survivor is a game of trust. So is life. Life is a game of trust. And I trust no one. Maybe that's why I'm failing. I mean, you got to trust some people. No one? I trust Me. my dogs. <laughs> they rely on you, so that makes sense. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why you're not, you're, uh, you'd probably be good for Survivor, but life's a different maybe, game. Maybe, maybe. Uh, Claire is called out for looking concerned and then asks Heidi if she thought about it more and if she's at the place she was before. Heidi will not. This is Claire's clue that she is donezo unless the shot in the dark can save her. Heidi says this is all their dreams, but it's the last day for someone as a dream is coming to an end. It is time to vote. We will see that Claire has used the shot in the dark and in like, and like usual, it did not work. By a vote of four to zero, Claire is voted out. That means everyone voted for Claire with Claire and Matt being unable to vote. All right, Dan, was this the right move? I think so. I mean, you definitely have sort of a shield in that like showmance, which can kind of help you paint out the next targets. And then Claire not contributing. It's like, well, she wasn't playing anyway. Um, So I feel like it was the right move. It's interesting because Heidi obviously was the deciding factor here. She is the one who made sure that Claire was gone. I, I am worried about that decision on her end because now she's really saying strength is physical brute force. That's what she values for tribe strength. If they fail, they don't have a scapegoat. And if we're playing the game of brute strength, Heidi's next. Potentially. I mean, she seems, like you said, she was a swing boat. So she seems socially connected in a way that she may not actually be next, even if the brute force angle is what right. we're working for. Um, but again, now having this idea that everyone thinks Matt has this idol, she, someone can get played out because of it. So it, it could mm-hmm. be very, very dangerous. And I'm excited to see the downfall of this potential. Maybe it's a little biased because I did have Claire in my top three and I was very, very excited for, for her. Mm. Um, but let's talk about burning questions around this podcast up. Um, yes, yeah, my favorite. What is Claire's part. legacy? What's Claire's um, legacy? I mean, the obvious is that she's the a sit out princess, Sandra's the sit out queen. I think yeah, I mean, I, I think that's, that's her legacy. I think that's her identity. I mean, technically, if they're gonna change the rule, is she a game changer? Yeah, she is. 
Bring her back. Oh my God. She would definitely come back. I mean, anybody who's I think she would for the most part would take advantage of that. But yeah, she I, I could back. see her being brought back simply because Jeff would be like, we've never seen her do a challenge. Could she do it? It's a great storyline. That's true. That's true. That's a lot of pressure. And we love women, queer women of color. I'm here to see Claire again. Yeah, I would be open to that. I feel like um, it would have to be a no winner season, though. Like, yeah. Redemption or something along those lines. Who's in danger, girl? Matt. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of who else. Um, that's the person that comes to mind. I definitely worry about him, but like if he goes, I'm worried he's about not Kane. Yeah, although, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens when they go to tribal again. Because I was like, if they go to tribal again, for sure he's on the chopping block based on how he played it last time. So I would be worried about him too. I mean, you can only sing "Oh Canada" so many times. Canada won't save you. Um, edit wise, edit wise, I might be a little worried about Matthew because he is bringing up the shoulder. I I would hate to see him leave because of the shoulder, but um, if he yeah, does that, leave I mean, because of his shoulder, it's his fault. Yeah, I agree. I don't see him getting knocked on wood. I don't see him getting voted out within like the next couple episodes. But you're right; he could get medevaced at the rate that he's going. And then on purple, like I have to say it's Sarah because logically, number wise, she is the next one on the chopping block. But um, I think edit wise, the show loves the other three. I I do not see Carson, Jam Jam, or Carolyn leaving i i think those three at this moment in time are going very far that's true i mean that whole purple tribe i just find really good as a whole like they're just the most interesting in my eyes to watch and i think yeah sarah's probably the one from an edit standpoint who gets the least attention but i think she's smart like i don't foresee her not being able to navigate out of you know potentially staying i think that I mean, the, if they do not have to go to another tribal they are in a brilliant position yeah for sure for sure after three episodes the winner of the season is and you're gonna ask me this and i still don't have an answer because i'm so <laughs> back and forth on a couple um my first thought is danny and the other thought is Jam Jam, but that's just me sort of. One is like who I think will potentially be on the path based on, you know, what we've seen so far to win. For And then the second one is more like who I would want to win. I'm still going to stay with Jam Jam um, because I think Jam Jam is playing a very good game, very smart game. Um, we are not seeing any action, but clearly he's doing something very well behind the scenes. Yeah, I agree. I with that. think I mean, at this moment in time, I'm just going to say it, a man will win this season. A man is going to win this season. I agree. I think that's something that we're sort of seeing the writing be put on the walls for. And I said it earlier, and I'm still going to keep talking about it. I think we need to get rid of this three tribe format because, again, this is, I think this happened last season, like three straight in a row were women. Like, it's just this, it's 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 the psyche that we as humans unfortunately have 
and it's prevalent in this game. Um, and the, the fact that it's again like, I mean, yes, we had a medevac with Bruce. He is technically the first person out of the game of the, of the three voted out, three straight women, two of which were women of color. It's just not, the optics are not cute. We got to change it up. And if that right, means changing not. the format up, it's got to change. No, I agree. I mean, I will also say, as you mentioned earlier, it's three different tribes. So you don't know sort of what's happening on the other tribes, like camps when they go into tribal. So for us as a viewer, we're seeing this and the trend is apparent, but yeah. in the game, it's not obvious. Because so like we, we have heard the players in game in the past two th- seasons discuss that they made certain votes based on optics. That's how the game is now being played. Not a bad thing, not a good thing, just an observation. It's happening. Let's get rid of the optics and let the game play how it should be played. Get rid of these three tribe format. That's where I stand on it. That's fair. And then you said go to two, which I think used to be two big tribes again. We you we used to play with sixteen people, with eight people on it, and those were some of the best seasons. Let's go back to a bigger tribe. I think from a production standpoint and also just from a Jeff standpoint, the more that gets added, the new stuff, like that feels like progress as opposed to like, I think cutting it down to the basics and doing what's been done is viewed potentially as, well, that's been done and that's basic and that's not progressive. Or it's, it's been I done. want to hear, or it's, it's Jeff being like, I want to hear three people say three silly statements. I want to see three people have to deal with the birdcage. He just wants everything. He's a greedy bottom. Or presidents, though. Yeah. It's just like oh, orchestrating well. everything. Yes. We're all here for it. All right. We all eat it up. So it's <laughs> all good shit, but it's, sure it's very entertaining. All right. Where can we find you on social media? Venmo and any projects you want to plug? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Dancelow O'Rourke, which is just my name, merged into my last name. Um, if you type it in, you misspell it, I'm sure it'll come up. Uh, I don't have any projects per se, but I think I plugged this last time I was on, which is I work in video production. So Queens, anybody who is interested in any sort of production work, let me know. I can edit, I can film, um, reach out. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. It was a blast. Thank you, as always. 